Yo yo ma. Yo 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 ma. What Don't up, you know? duty? <laughs> I know that Kramer <laughs> said yo yo ma on Seinfeld, so I say it <laughs> because you're like the real life Kramer. Yes, more that's correct. More Kramer than Kramer. Yeah, that sounds like um, a white zombie song. More Kramer than Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's yeah, what I was going right. for. Good, good work. Um, um, what's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing. I'm going. It's Thursday. I'm ready for it to be Friday night college football. Yeah, what a weird. What? Uh, I first when I looked at the the Penn State game this week beginning of the season i'm like okay nine o'clock game i thought it was nine o'clock on saturday and then i realized it's friday like what the heck what are they a high school team what's going on right so so there's like there's two things that i hate i hate the the friday night game fridays are for high school um and and i also hate the saturday morning game I, i was for like like they did one in Ireland a couple of years ago and, and that's all well and fine, but you know, forget about it. Yeah. It's, it's 10 o'clock all of a sudden you're like, Oh shit, I missed the first quarter or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't like the, uh, the early morning games either. I don't like when the NFL does it either. Uh, and yeah. they it on yahoo.com or whatever they do. That's yeah. annoying too. Like just, Keep the games at the same time, like a normal time. Do you know why Penn State's playing on a Friday this week? I, I don't know. I, I I think I just think it's a it's a money thing, uh, a, a ratings thing. Big Ten and uh, I think I think it was Pac-12 decided to do to participate in the Friday night games this year, uh, just to get more exposure. Yeah, because no one stays up on Saturday night to watch Arizona play whoever i mean right? you see like you see some teams playing on like thursdays and like all kinds of random nights of the week like i could probably go down through the dial um dating myself a little bit and the dial. And, see, <laughs> and uh see college football most nights of the week there's always somebody random playing yeah i think tonight it's like i think temple plays tonight um, Temple's Temple not even good enough Tulsa. to play on. Temple's not even good enough to play on a Friday. They're playing on a Thursday. Yeah, they're like a high school team. Yeah, maybe not Speaking quite as good as a high school team. <laughs> right. Speaking of high school teams, and speaking <laughs> speaking of not being as good as high school teams, I, I have some retractions from, from last week. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Nebraska and Maryland completely made me eat what, eat my words. Uh Nebraska's terrible. What the hell? <laughs> well, oh and so Yeah, they're missing their starting quarterback, but and they got a new coach. Yeah. I don't know if that gives them a pass, but yeah, they they lost to Troy. They lost to a yeah. guy, a guy named Troy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it looks like just a single guy named Troy could beat this team at this point. Um, yeah, they're they're not very good. Um, def- definitely not. And Maryland, oh boy, 
I mean, Maryland got beat by that Thursday night high school football team, Temple. Temple. Ugh. Yep. The Owls. <laughs> Literally in my notes, I have beat by Temple. Temple. <laughs> Exclamation points. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, and I think I said something about Maryland. I think I also agree with you that Maryland might not be so bad since they beat Texas and that Nebraska might be Michigan's first real test uh, of the season in, you know, in the big 10. And I, uh, nope. I, I retract I mean, those statements as well. It's just like Nebraska has such like a, a storied program of being like a hard nosed football team. And, uh, I mean, that's really fallen off. I mean, especially this year, I think, where we're getting beat by Troy. A Big Ten football team getting beat by Troy. Come on. What are we, like, Minnesota or something? They were like, yeah. Rutgers? Rutgers? Yeah, what are you, Rutgers? What are you, Rutgers? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was a surprise. Um, I feel like Nebraska's probably got the most – potential to maybe have a winning season or have a 500 season just because they've got a good coach. Cause Scott Frost is a, is a good coach. Um, that that's, that's for real, but uh, they certainly don't look like a good team after two yeah. games. Um, and, and it doesn't help. They lost their starting quarterback, um, mm -hmm. but uh, still it lost to Troy. I mean, LSU, I think lost to Troy a few years ago. Um I mean, everybody's good for, you know, an upset every once in a while. But, like and, – and you can't tell me that, that Nebraska is not recruiting a, a, a decent backup that could beat Troy, you know, <laughs> like – No, you're right. Enough. You're right. And, and this is Nebraska's first 0-2 start since 1957. There you go. I mean, that's, that's, that says a lot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm an idiot for believing in you, Nebraska. Ugh. Yeah, Whatever. I mean, I believed in them too, dude. Um, but maybe, <laughs> maybe this week they'll beat they'll beat Michigan, and then we'll be really confused. Um, who knows? That's a that's a noon game on FS1, by the way. Michigan and Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's so officially, one. your official stance is Maryland stinks, Nebraska stinks, and we're leaving it at that, right? That's what you're saying. I mean, I started to believe the hype in, Mar in Maryland um, for a minute. Like, I'm just going to look at – so they beat Texas, and I was like, ooh, something's up in Maryland. Okay. They put up 45 points against Bowling Green. All right. I mean, it's Bowling Green, but whatever. You still scored 45 points. It seems uncharacteristic for a Maryland team. You're like, all right, maybe Maryland's got it going on this year. Uh, and then you get beat by Temple. Ugh. Um, yeah, that's pretty bad. I, I'm going to say, I mean, maybe it's a fluke. Maybe it's just a trap game for Maryland. I don't know. Maybe they're reverting to their old ways. And it's not like they got beat by, like, three points. They got beat handily. Yeah, 35 to 14. And I don't yeah. know if it could be a trap game. I mean, they played – who did they play last week? Bowling Green? Yeah. And or two weeks ago, and then this week they're playing Minnesota. Where what like where's the uh, where's the trap there? Like what are they? 
on either side of that temple game, what's their, uh, what's their excuse? Um, yeah, I don't know. And they yeah. lost at home too. They lost at home. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm just saying, like m- maybe you're thinking like uh, Temple will just roll over these guys. You're looking, you're looking at Minnesota, who's, I, I mean, Minnesota is not a huge threat, but it's a, they're a decent team in the Big Ten. They're three and zero. They th- they're three and zero. They they beat New Mexico State, Fresno State, and Miami Ohio. Um, no, none of those teams are powerhouses, but they're three and zero. I mean, um, they're getting it done. They're getting they're getting through their their uh, their schedule. Uh, yeah, their pre conference games unscathed. So, yeah, that's why I say like Minnesota's not not like a, they're not like a, a a team that you can just kind of you have to play. You have to show up to play against Minnesota. Yeah. Well, Maryland's um, at home again this week, so we'll see if Minnesota can also step on them at home like Temple did. But I agree, man. Nebraska and Maryland both don't look so good so so far. And I mean, and let me ask you because Penn State is in the Big Ten. You're a Big Ten fan, uh, obviously. You uh, you like when the Big Ten is doing well as a conference, but right mm-hmm. now, uh, if you look at that conference, you've got. Uh, obviously the favorites to make a run for the playoffs. Uh, the favorite right now is Ohio State um, because they're the, uh, the golden child of the, uh, of the Big Ten. And regardless of the old, all the Urban Meyer stuff, I guess nobody, just, nobody cares about that because they still play good football, which whatever. I guess uh, that's how the world works now. Um, <laughs> but... Um, then you got Penn State. Those are your two teams, and those two, and you know, coincidentally, they both they play each other next week, um, and we're going to talk about a little bit about that shortly. But after Penn State and uh, Ohio State, I mean, Wisconsin was supposed to be up there. They lose to BYU at home. They're a twenty-four mm-hmm. point favorite, I think they were, and they lost by three. Um, so they've got a rough road ahead of them to get back in it. I mean, they still can. They can still win the Big Ten. Um, I mean, they're they're number eighteen, so it's not over. Um, you know, yeah. If they if they win out, it could get interesting towards the towards the end of the season. But the whole conference right now. I mean, Northwestern uh, lost last week um, to. Uh, who the hell did they play? Somebody. Oh, they lost to Akron, the Zips. Um, so that's terrible. Yep. Uh, Nebraska loses to Troy, also terrible. Maryland loses to Temple, still pretty bad. Um, Rutgers is just probably one of the worst teams in college football. Um, they're just awful. Uh, they mean, lost. Rutgers. They lost to Kansas, fifty-five to fourteen. Kansas. We're not talking about basketball. This is football we're talking about. Uh, so other than Penn State and Ohio State and maybe Wisconsin, and I don't even think Wisconsin anymore because I don't know that they're um, that they're going to be able to bounce back from that loss to BYU, but who do you, who do you, who's the favorite? I mean, anybody else? Does Michigan have a shot to get into the playoff now? Um since you know Wisconsin's kind of 
fell off a little bit if Michigan can can win some games? Or uh, is it just Penn State and Ohio State at, at this point? I, it's so hard to – I think I think a lot is going to get sorted out this week. Um, not – I mean, not completely sorted out, but but we're we're this is the first week of conference play. Um, you're gonna see a couple couple teams play each other. So like you said, Illinois, Penn State. Who who else is playing this week from like Big Ten? We just said before, was it Maryland and what did we say? Maryland uh, played Minnesota. Nebraska, Michigan, Maryland, Minnesota. I mean, yeah. those are gonna be some telling games, I think. Uh huh. Um, I mean, I think we can definitely say for sure Rutgers sucks, Northwestern sucks, Purdue sucks. Um, Nebraska made a fool out of me. Unless they beat Michigan, Nebraska sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't know what's up with with, uh, Michigan State. Yeah, I, I don't know about Michigan State either. Um, but I mean, I, I've got to go ahead and say that, I mean, my opinion is I don't want to look too far ahead, but next week's game, Penn state and Ohio state, as long as there's no hiccups this week for, for Penn state, um, who does Ohio state play this week? Anybody good? Probably not. Tulane. Yep. So I don't think that I, I, those two teams are going to go into the next into their game, both undefeated. And I think whoever wins that game wins is going to end up winning the Big Ten. Um, just because it's a big confidence boost for whoever. Um, yeah, I'm going to say College totally- Game Day is going to be there next week. That's I'm going to predict that right now. They're going to be there. Um, it's at Penn State, too. Yep. Right? Yep. So Prime you're going to be there, too. I am probably going to be there. Oh. What's with the probably? Ah, uh, you know, there's only four tickets. Uh, there's people fighting over them. Yeah, there's a lot of so so nobody gives a shit about going to see Kent State. So it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, here's here, here's some tickets to go watch a high school team play Penn State, um, a middle school team play Penn State. Uh, Nobody cares about that, but prime time in Happy Valley, whiteout, probably game day. Yeah, uh, there's going to be a little bit of family feud over those tickets. I can imagine. Um, well, do your best to get to get on that uh, on that short list of people going to that game uh, in yeah. your family. Um, so let's not look ahead because they still got to play Illinois Friday night at nine o'clock. So a couple things here, right? Weird time mm-hmm. day early. You think that plays any factor into how they play, how they perform uh, tomorrow, or do you think they roll over the, uh, the Illini? So, so that Friday night, Weird time, 9 p.m. game. I feel like that could go either way. You could just be so amped, you know, like you're the game. I mean, they're not the only game uh, on on Friday night. Washington State at USC. Um, I think there's another one too, but. Yeah, UCF plays Florida Atlantic. The fighting Lane Kiffins. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, By the way, the, the, on uh, ESPN.com, Penn State at Illinois, 9 p.m., there's 915 tickets left, and you can get a ticket for as low as $9. Whew, that's a bargain. Nine. You can't even yeah. buy a value meal for $9 anymore. Yeah, no, right. But you can go to that football game this Friday if you want. I mean, I think it's, I think it's more expensive to get into a high school game. <laughs> you might be right. Um, but, I mean, would you say that that is the – is that the most appealing game of this Friday night? Penn well, yeah, State, because – Illinois, Big Ten conference game. Yeah, but I think it's all Penn State is the draw, not Illinois. No, I, uh, yeah, right. It's more of like – Yeah, people get to see the, the, the athletes and the – you know, Trace McSorley. Uh, that's the game. It's on Fox Sports 1. Um I mean, the Washington State-USC game, I mean, USC's not very good. They showed that over the first three weeks. Um, and no one cares about the Pac-12. Um, and right. Florida Atlantic and UCF, eh. I mean, I would, I'd like to watch it just to see what – Lane Kiffin makes faces on the sidelines. I'd like to see some of his faces. But, I mean, that's a 7 o'clock start. So, when you get tired of watching Lane Kiffin uh, – Call off, call the same plays over and over again on offense. Uh, you can flip to the Penn State game. So yeah, yeah I would right. say that's 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 the draw of the uh, the Friday night, um, the Friday night three games. So so like getting back to it, I was like, I'm like you. That game could go either way. You could be so amped up, like you're the game. It's Friday night, if your first night game. You got you got some some young kids there um, who who are going to be amped up for that game, or it could completely throw you off your routine. Um, and, and you could have like a, a slower than usual start, some miscues here and there. Uh, um, if anything, you've seen that, uh, that, that Penn State is prone to some really weird miscues, onside kicks, mm-hmm. um, that, kind of, that kind of special teams nonsense. Uh, I still don't think Illinois is going to upset Penn State um, on the road too. You know that's kind of a that's kind of a at night on the road on a different day. Uh, yeah, the possibility for an upset's there. I think very slim. Um, yeah, but let's put this into perspective. Illinois played Kent State last week and only beat him by seven. Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, and, and right. The, so that applies. That can apply. But if you compare games that way, um, if you look at Ohio State beat Rutgers, I think 55 to three or 52 to three, something like that. And then Kansas beat Rutgers 55 to 14 last week. So I wouldn't go ahead and say that Kansas and Ohio State are of equal skill level. But I get I get your point. Um, yeah, that's not. Yeah, right. I'm not. I'm not trying to imply that. Yeah, that they're equal. There's there's right. no there's no I I there's no way that Illinois beats Penn State. Zero. There's zero chance. Yeah. Penn State played a a bad game on defense against App State in their first game, and they still won. Um, I think App State's better than Illinois. So yeah, I just. Don't think there's any way they lose this 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 game this week. Um, so, but let's go back. Let's talk about some of those things that could get them 
potentially into a little bit of uh, you know high blood pressure moments in this Illinois game. You know that onside kick that you talked about. Uh, they had that kick return for a touchdown against App State that they gave up. Um, but this past week, the onside kick. Um, but McSorley, man, he's just he's too lights out. I just don't. He can take over a game by himself. And that's 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 the X factor. I just don't think they could play a terrible game, in my opinion, on defense and on offense, and he's still going to make enough plays, I think, to win. Yeah, especially against a team he, like Illinois. I mean, I said that silly "cool as a cucumber" thing a couple of weeks ago, but like, silly. He's just <laughs> <laughs> not silly. Cool as a cucumber thing, but he's just the kind of guy that. Uh, that's going to get out there and he's going to win the game for you. Um, he's going to take the team on his back. He doesn't get rattled very easily. I, I mean, like he threw a pick against Kent state, but uh, you know, that had zero impact on his game. Um, Did it he still make had, a he had five, yeah, right. He had five touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, especially when you're in, in the red zone, you're, you know, you're, you're five or 10 yards out. Uh, that's got to be one of the hardest places for defenses to play against Penn State because Trace is such a weapon with his feet. He's, he's going to run it in all day long. He just doesn't run it up the middle. He can run, up, run to the outside, wherever. Um, he's getting it in the end zone. He's not afraid to get hit either. So, yeah, he's a tough Trace, dude, man. He brings that attitude and that mentality and that toughness. Uh, he, I mean, he he brings that to every game. He's got just that. That's I don't like this word, but I'm going to use it. He's got that swagger. He's just got that attitude, man. Like he's going to, uh, you know, he doesn't care if he throws an interception. Like that's part of the game. He he moves on. He's got a short memory. And he's just yeah. every play is a new play, and he's he's looking ahead instead of looking be, looking behind him. Um, so yeah, I agree, man. He's not gonna he's gonna keep them in every game. So even this Ohio State game next week, um, you know, even if they don't come out with a win, I think they're in the game the whole game because McSorley's running running the offense, man, and he's he's the type of quarterback that everybody wants. I got to tell you, if if Penn State is going to beat Ohio State, you need Juwan Johnson to show up and looks like look like he wants to play a game because yeah. that guy looks like he doesn't even want to. He, he doesn't even care if he's on the field or not. Um, Man, there's I some mean, there's some similarities, and well, I'll talk about this a little bit. Um, but there's some similarities between some things that I've noticed about Penn State and some things that I noticed about Notre Dame. Um, very interesting similarities, especially at the wide receiver position. So, go, but go ahead. I mean, Jawan Johnson's—he's six four. He's a big he's dude. A man amongst boys, like yep. he should be hauling them in left and right. Uh, and and you know, you're playing Kent State. It's an easy game to to pad some stats. Uh, he was jogging out there. Literally, there was like a crossing route where I think Penn State was like on the, I don't know, 35 or 40 going in and uh, is an easy touchdown and he's just jogging, yep. you know. 
could have been a big play. Could have got him on the board. Uh, I don't know, man. He had a whole bunch of drops already this year. He just doesn't look like he wants to play. He's like, I, like, I think he's going to be an NFL guy, but I think right now he's hurting his his stock um, by by not you know picking up some easy touchdowns and stuff, some yardage, some practice in on these these uh, these gimmies games here. Yeah, they're going to need all their uh, all their weapons to be um, to step up against Ohio state and they're going to need to tackle well. Um, and they're going to need to make some plays on special team. They're going to have to play, uh, you know, just a, a complete game. Um, and we'll talk more about that next week. Cause it'll be a lot closer to, uh, and, and obviously uh, I'm going to tell you, like I said before, they're going to go to um, Penn state for this, for game day next week. That's I, I'm, I'm calling it right now. Put your money on it. All right. Um, but yeah, so Penn State blows out the fake uh, Kent, not a real state state, sixty three yep. to ten. Uh, you yep. were texting me during the game that it was a literal bloodbath. There was blood everywhere. Um, it was it was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and dude, those are the kind of games though that I, as a you know, as a college football fan, if I'm a Penn State fan, I like to sit back and watch those games because it's just a highlight reel. You're just it's a highlight reel the whole game. Um, so they're fun, but yeah. they do expose some things where you see those guys who taking plays off because uh, well we're up by you know 50 points or whatever, and it's their opportunity to get some extra work and and right. you know kind of hone their craft if you will. So yeah. I, I hear you. That's that's something to be to keep an eye on. But their their playmakers made plays. Um, you know the guys that have been play, making plays all year so far made plays in this game, and uh, it started with McSorley, like we said. Um, so I just I don't see Penn State losing to Illinois this week. I just don't. Yeah, I, can't, I mean, can't fathom. Yeah, it. you had. Uh... Tompkins, 101 yards. He had a 40-yard touchdown. Hamler, you know, didn't have a big game, but he was solid on kick returns. Um, running backs all looked good. Even Ricky Slade got in the act with the touchdown. Um, Jonathan Thomas, who the hell is that guy? Uh, he got a touchdown at some point. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think that was after we left the stadium. <laughs> he was he was running around for eighty some yards or whatever, because uh, um, it just it just started getting out of hand with like six minutes left. You're like, all right, we got this one. They actually yeah. called back a touchdown on that game too. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a bloody mess. Yeah, well they they um, easily won for. Um... The second week in a row. Yeah. And they, you know, they're beating teams handily that they're supposed to beat handily. On the other hand, Notre Dame is squeaking by teams that they're supposed to beat handily. Um, and it's very frustrating for me to watch. Um, 
So they're, they've got to play Wake Forest this week, and Wake Forest is not a slouch on offense. So yeah, they're not chumps. I, I watched the end of that Vanderbilt game. Uh, you had to be sweating it there in that last series. Oh, I was sweating, dude, for sure. Yeah, and here's, here's the thing. Notre Dame, again, gets up 16 to nothing. And you're like, okay, let's put the foot on the gas. And they're doing all kinds of goofy stuff. They're pulling out their, their dual-threat quarterback inside the 10-yard line. Um, they're, they're running plays that work. They don't run again. They just – they don't – I mean, I don't understand that. And same thing like, like you said with Jawan Johnson at Penn State. Notre Dame's got a receiver, uh, Chase Claypool. Almost the identical body type of Jawan Johnson, 6'4", 230 pounds, fast, gritty, tough kid, does great on special teams, is a pretty quick guy too. He, he's jogging. He's, he's, not, uh, he's not running routes correctly. He's not getting open for his quarterback. He's taking plays off. And that's the kind of shit you can't have um, if you want to win games. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I feel like Johnson jogging. I don't want to see anybody jogging out there. You're you're getting time on the field to play for a big name college football program. You shouldn't right. be jogging. Yep. Um, Johnson jogging against Kent State is one thing. Uh, you're jogging against you know half decent teams like Vanderbilt. You're asking for trouble. You're gonna get burned, and and yep. you know, Vanderbilt show that they're 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 a decent team. I mean, I'm a little bit surprised that Notre Dame's number eight, but yeah, uh, me too. I think they're more like a number twelve or fourteen type of team. Yeah. But you know, they started off where they were. They started off higher up in the rankings, and they got a boost from that Michigan win which we still don't know how good Michigan really is or how bad they really are. Um, but I think, you know, for me, this Notre Dame game, the story was that, one, check this stat out. Notre Dame has never trailed at all this season. They've been ahead really? the entire, of every game for the entire game. They've never been down in any game, which is an interesting stat because I feel like at least in the last two games they've I feel like they were losing, but they weren't. They've never been down. They've gotten big leads on in all three games, and then they've kind of just let the, the, comp, the competition hang around. And it's not the defense. The offense gets real stagnant. They move the ball up and down the field really well, um, and then they just can't, can't put the ball in the end zone. Or, like, they missed a field goal this week that would have put them up by 15 um, mm-hmm. and kind of put the game away. So – that's you got to score touchdowns. You can't rely on field goals, and you, and you when you get an opportunity to go up by two scores or, or to put the game away, you got to put it away. Um, right. I mean, they ran the ball extremely well. They had um, let's see here. I think they had over two hundred yards rushing. They had two hundred and forty-five yards rushing. Notre Dame yeah, did two hundred forty-five yards rushing. You should be torching Vanderbilt. And that's the problem. They were up and down the field running the ball, but then they would get into the red zone and they would try to get too cute. 
They would try, they would bring in their, their backup quarterback and try to, you know, throw the defense off and listen, don't pull your dual threat quarterback. So Brandon Wimbush, his best asset is that he's a very dynamic runner. He's probably the best running back to have on the team, but he plays quarterback. Why would you take him out inside the red zone, inside the 10 yard line? That's where he's most dangerous. Defenses have oh, to honor his, his running ability and his passing ability. So uh, it's frustrating to watch, but I'd rather that they win and be frustrated than have them lose these games. And like I said, the defense stepped up. They created turnovers. They put pressure on, on uh, Shermer, um, who's yeah. a pretty good quarterback. And, uh, you know, they, they win the game. And here's one thing, too, that I'll say. They beat Michigan by seven. I would not have rather that they lost to Michigan by seven and then blown out Ball State and Vanderbilt by 40 points both those games. Right, of I'd, course, yeah. I'd much rather, rather have them win these close games. Um, but this, this type of performance is not going to cut it against a team like Stanford in two weeks or Virginia Tech in three weeks. Or even Wake Forest this week because Wake Forest yeah. runs tempo offense, and I don't, you know, they they've got to be ready for it. Their offense has to have drives and keep the defense fresh. So, uh, pumping the brakes a little bit here. They're not. I don't know that they're a top ten team, but they they could be. They have some things to fix. They need to be a little more um, disciplined on offense and and hold their blocks a little longer. Um, downfield and, and receivers need to run their routes properly and, and run full speed. And maybe they can be a top 10 team, put them against a Penn state or uh, an Ohio state right now, or an Alabama. Oh God forbid. That would be, uh, that would be a slaughter. Um, yeah. Alabama's, so, Alabama's a whole nother story, but, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't think there, there would be Ohio state. I, I, I think it would be it would be a close call on Penn State at this point, but I think just being the Penn State guy that I am, Penn State would win. Well, you're getting you, and the reason I would agree with you is because they have more consistent and better quarterback play than Notre yeah. Dame does. Why why um, are they taking Wimbush out? What who's the who's the other quarterback, and and what what do they think is his you know his secret sauce for the red zone? <laughs> well, his, 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 his name's Ian Book, and he's, uh, he's a very good passion quarterback. He throws the he ball the well, very that, well. He, he was the kid that played in the bowl game, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, okay. And he also runs very well. Um, he's, he can make, make some plays on the ground, too. But he's, not, he's just not the athlete that Wimbush is. And I think they bring him in the game to kind of mix it up a little bit. Um, because when he comes in the game, the defenses are automatically thinking that he's going to throw the ball, but that's what he does best. So if you're going to bring him in the game, bring him in the game when they're at the 40 yard line or the 50 yard line, not when they're at the seven, because that's when you want your extra athlete in there to make a play. So I I don't get it. You got all the way down to the seven with Wimbush. Why don't you just let him, let him finish the drive. I don't understand. I mean, you got that trick. I'm not saying he's on the same level as McSorley, but but you have that same potential, you know, with Wimbush. Yeah, and he showed and he, it. He he had a nice uh, nice run for a touchdown um, in the first quarter, where it was a pass play. No one was open. He scrambled. He took off and 
You know, he lowered his shoulder and got in the end zone. Dude, that's that's what you want. That's what yeah. it should be every 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 time they get into the red zone. He should be able to 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 make that choice whether he can throw it or pass it. And the defenses have to plan for that. I don't I just don't know why they're doing it. I think it's it's screwing them up. I think it's screwing Wimbush up mentally. Um, yeah. Because he's you know, as much as he supports his teammate and him him and Book are, are buddies and you know they're they're happy for each other when each other uh, does well because Book did throw a touchdown pass in this game uh, in the red zone. But Wimbush has got to be thinking, man, I just took the team 80 yards down the field and now you pull me out when we're right on the goal line? Like, I don't – what's what's up with that? Yeah, man, I can't remember if we talked about this before, but it's got to be a confidence killer. I mean, as much as you put a smile on your face, you want to be the guy. Yep. Like, th- there's got to be a team leader. You can't have two. I mean, Trace McSorley is undeniably the team leader. Brandon Wimbush should be the team leader. Um, yeah. Who who who's your O line playing for? Who are you? You know, it it doesn't. The dynamic is not that way. Um, I don't know. You don't see a lot of teams running this this two quarterback option nonsense, and they're not. And if they are, they're not usually very successful, or at least for that long. Well, and and the 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 weird part is that book only got I think five or six snaps this game. Um, and I think he handed the ball off two or three times. One time he had a, a rollout where he, he, you know, dumped one into the, the end zone for a touchdown. Um, and then the other one he rolled out and there was nothing there and he took a three-yard loss running out of bounds. So it's like, why are you having him do that? Like, if he's the drop-back passer, let him drop back and pass. Yeah. Let Wimbush be the guy that rolls out because he's the one that can make the play if there's nothing there. Um, so I, I don't get it. I think that's they, they have to figure that out. Um, I think but, it says something else too. I think it just says you know you know what Wimbush, you're not. We wish you were. We wish you were something else, or you had something else. Um, and that's why we have this other guy in here too. Yeah, it's you know almost I mean? like they're saying your skill set plus his skill set is the quarterback that we want, but we don't have it right. in one guy, so we got to use both. And yeah, that's that's kind of sucks, but. The positive thing for Notre Dame this week, well, two positive things. They won. Um, and number two, their offensive line stepped up and they ran for 245 yards. Um, and they're without probably their most dynamic running back right now, Dexter Williams, who's going to be back for the Stanford game. He's on a he's suspended um, academically. The school suspended yeah. him. They won't say why, but he didn't do anything illegal, just – maybe skip class or didn't maintain the GPA he was supposed to or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so he comes back next week and dude, he's uh he's a different kind of running back. Um, he's got some, some giddy up in his steps. So we'll see if that changes things, but uh, I'm happy with the run game, happy with the win, but the offense has to put the ball in the end zone. And that game could have very easily have been uh, 28 to nothing in the first half instead of, 16 to nothing um, if they would have put the ball in the end zone. I feel like Penn State and Notre Dame are in extremely similar circumstances, especially this week. You're you're going into two teams, Wake Forest and Illinois, who, you know, they're not really threats, but they're 
moderate challenges. Right. They're not, uh, they're not um, UC Davis or um, <laughs> Georgia Southern. You know what I mean? Some of these, right. you know, some of the teams that uh, like Clemson played and Stanford played last week. But they're, yeah. you know, they're not great teams, but they're, they're still legit FBS teams. Yeah. And, but the, and then in two weeks, you, you have your potentially season-defining games in Ohio State, Penn State, and Stanford, Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, right there, if all four of those <laughs> teams – and Stanford's got a tough matchup this week. They play Oregon um, on the road too, I think. But if all four of those teams come into next week undefeated, you're going to have a top 10 Penn State team against a top five Ohio State team and a top 10 Notre Dame team against a top 10 Stanford team. Um, both are going to be definitely primed. Well, Stanford, Notre Dame, 730. That's on NBC. But that yeah. Penn State, Ohio State game, they better make that the, uh, they better make that a primetime game. They better not make that a 330 game. You uh, got to break out that projector, son. You got to watch both these games. Dude, I will have that projector and I will have it. I will have it on and I'll be watching one eye on one screen and the other eye on the other. <laughs> I would like to see that. Yep. <laughs> and I'll, I'll have someone take a picture so you know it's real. Maybe we're coming to your house. I don't have a projector, but I have a, a laptop that Notre Dame can get relegated to on my there you coffee go. table. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I think they're both in the similar situation this week where if they, if they have any aspirations to have the biggest game of the season so far next week, they got to take care of business this week and they can't be looking ahead because that's when, man, it doesn't matter who you are. I mean, these kids are, all, are also recruited to play college football that you're playing, playing against. There's a reason that they're on the field too. So you don't show up to play, you're seriously jeopardizing your chances of winning the game because those guys are – you know, think about it. Illinois, this is a big game for them, man. They're going to gun – they're gunning for Penn State. They're, they're, the, they're the game on Friday night. Yep. Um, and then Stanford-Notre Dame – I mean, uh, Wake Forest-Notre Dame. This is like Wake Forest-Super Bowl, you know? They've got Notre Dame, top 10 Notre Dame team coming into their stadium for a noon kickoff. Um, this is like – and they didn't play last week. Wake Forest didn't play last week because of the hurricane. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're hungry, man. They've had two weeks now to prepare for this game. So yeah, we'll that's, see. That's, yeah, that's always – yeah, there's some weird stuff there. There's some little nuances that can, that can make for a very interesting game. Um, yeah. Speaking of, so Wake Forest, Super Bowl, Illinois, is this their Super Bowl? Uh, probably. I mean, yeah. they, I mean, they play Wisconsin. We don't know how that's going to go. You play Iowa. Iowa's 3-0 right now. I'm not sure how that's going to pan out. But other than that, it's pretty, pretty easy schedule. Well, I, I'm saying that because nine. Illinois, I mean, it's a, nine, it's a prime time game on a Friday night. Yeah on a major network and they're playing a top 10 team. So yeah, it's a, this is, this is a big game for them. Um, and they still have $9 tickets available. Yep. And I also saw see. that 
there's some other and games champagne. that you can get a ticket for two dollars. <laughs> and champagne, go pay the nine dollars and go see Illinois Super Bowl. Yeah, do it. It'll be worth I, it. I would. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what? Uh, one of the things I wanted to to talk about, just real quick, um. The ESPN puts out their strength of record and their FPI playoff predictor. I don't know if you've seen those those metrics, as they call them. Um, but it was interesting this week. The uh, They released the strength of record, and they, they, they give you the percentage chance that a, um, the average top 25 team would have to have that record if they played those same teams. So, like, for example, LSU – has the best strength of record through three games. And the average top 25 team has a 19% chance of also being 3-0, playing those same teams that LSU did. Um, they have Notre Dame here with a number three strength of record behind LSU and Clemson, saying that only 40% of the top 25 teams would have a chance, that would, would go 3-0 with that same schedule. Uh, I don't understand how that works because if you go to the weekly playoff predictor Penn State is surging in the playoff predictor that ESPN puts out they are up 10% from last week so right now Penn State has a 37% chance to make the playoff and last week they only had a 27% chance I think if if they beat Ohio State they went beat Illinois and they beat Ohio State. I think that their percentage then jumps up to like fifty-seven percent chance to make the playoff. Um, Notre Dame, on the other on the other hand, uh, dropped almost ten percent points based on how close their games have been, and now they only have a fourteen percent chance to make the playoff, just behind Notre Washington. Has, Notre Dame has fourteen percent. Yep. So, so the, this playoff predictor, based on the first three games, is giving Notre Dame a 14% chance now to make the playoff and Penn State a 37% chance. Alabama, ready for this one, has a 78% chance to make the playoff. And this is after only three games. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how they figure out or what goes into these percentages, but they seem to be – fairly accurate um, based on the results each week. But I just thought it was telling how the one metric says LSU and Clemson had the toughest and Notre Dame had the toughest schedule so far. And they're all three, three and oh, but yet LSU and Clemson aren't even on the top of this list in the playoff predictor. Um, well, actually Clemson's got the, got the fourth best chance to make the playoff 50 percent and so it goes alabama georgia ohio state clemson oklahoma's at 49 percent penn state's 37 percent washington's got a 15 percent chance still even after they lost to auburn the first game of the year and then notre dame is 14 percent and oklahoma state has 11 percent so it changes every week and i don't i don't know how they come up with the numbers but i just think that's interesting how yeah. they how they take those into account um 
So it's obvious that if you don't win the way that you're supposed to win, that it hurts you for sure. You know, you don't beat a Vanderbilt team by 30 and you beat them by five. That hurts you. You know, if Penn State would have only beat Pitt by six instead of almost 50 points, that probably would have hurt their whatever I, I would have liked. Chance. I would have liked to see that percentage before Pitt and then after Pitt because I think that there were, there were a lot of question marks after App State. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I wonder if I could pull that up. Um, I, th- I think they might just show it every week and not give you the um, the week to week. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. They give you the uh, the current one. Um, I, I maybe maybe when we're done here, I'll try to look it up and what we can talk about next week. Um, but yeah, the uh, it's an interesting thing to talk about every week. I like this. Yeah, it gives you a little uh, something to at least measure against. Do I think thirty-seven percent for Penn State? Maybe. I mean, maybe there's factors that we're not considering here. I feel like that's that might be a little high, and I think that it might be a little low for Notre right. Dame. Well, so here I'll just say this, and then we can move on to another topic. But after week one, the playoff predictions from the four main uh, reporters for ESPN who cover college football. All four of them picked Alabama to be the number one seed in the playoff. This is after week one. All four okay. picked all four picked Clemson to be number two in the playoffs. Um, number three was a mix between Oklahoma, Ohio State, Auburn. And number four, three out of four picked Notre Dame to be that fourth team. So <laughs> that was after they beat Michigan week one. So this, I think my point is this just goes to show you how much people overreact week by week. Um, so you got to kind of wait to see how some of these big games play out. And, you know, who knows? Maybe Notre Dame's that type of team where they just play to the level of their competition. So when they play a tougher team, they'll play – better i don't know i'm hoping that's the case um and and penn state might be the team that you know if they just give you consistent effort every week and they're going to score a bunch of points but as the competition gets better they're just going to have to play a little bit better defense um and maybe maybe that's how that works but i think this shows you that these these reporters really overreact to how they're um picking i mean i think yeah i think that it's interesting, but, but we're in the thick of it now. Preseason's over. This yeah. is the real deal this week, this coming week. So um, I think that this is the first real barometer for a lot of teams out there. So it'll be really interesting to see how this changes uh, when, we, when we talk next week then. Yeah, I'll be uh, – again, it's going to depend on how the games – what the final scores of these games are, but – um, some of the other things that some of the, the, the other games coming up this week that, I mean, there's really only, I would say three or four that are intriguing to watch, but A&M's got to play at Alabama and A&M yep. gave Texas A&M gave Clemson all they could handle. 
but that was a home game for Texas A&M. So they're not going to have that advantage this week. And they're still a, I think they're a 27 point favorite. Alabama is over Texas A&M, which is incredible. Seems, yeah. Seems like seems, a lot. Seems like a lot, but I think the Vegas people are like, shit, we, uh, we're not, we're not gauging these Alabama games, right. And we're losing money. So um, <laughs> we need to, we need to up the, uh, up the spread here because they beat uh, Ole Miss last week, 62 to seven. Um, and I don't think the point spread was even close to that. So I mean, they're trying oh. to cover their butts right now. That does remind me. I, I don't think I mentioned this earlier. Ole Miss and uh, I talked about SMU last week. This is yeah. one of my retractions. Um, <laughs> I'm an idiot. And I, I, for some reason, that when I was talking about SMU, I was thinking Ole Miss. But I was saying SMU. Duh, uh, dummy. Anyway. <laughs> SMU sucks, okay? Ole Miss is, like, not bad. They're not bad. Yeah. That was, the, they, that was what I was trying to get across last week. But anyway. And they got – but they got smoked by Alabama – so now Alabama's yeah. now a twenty-four or twenty-seven point favorite over Texas A&M. That's a that could be a big game, but probably not because um, Alabama's just they're in a different league right now. Then you've got TCU at Texas, so we'll see if Texas can really continue um, building on their win from US, against USC last week, and we'll see if TCU has a letdown after that big game with Ohio state at, uh, at Jerry world um, where mm. TCU really played really well against Ohio state. Yeah. And with yeah, the exception of some bad... yeah, bad, like 10 minute span where they just kind of yeah. gave up some, some big plays and um, but TCU is not, a, not a bad football team. Yeah. It was a weird game because like, like Ohio state just like kind of, slowly started to run away with it there in the fourth where, where like you, you were kind of tricked into, yeah, like they had, like TCU had a bad 10 minutes and you were just like, Oh, they could still come back. They, they could right. still come back. They could still come back. And then you're like, uh, Nope, this game's, this game's suddenly over. Like, uh, yeah. 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 I mean, so beginning of the third quarter, TCU's up 21, 13. And then with, Almost three minutes left in the third quarter. Now Ohio State's up 33 to 21. So Ohio State scores 20 points in seven minutes. Um, and then TCU comes right back and scores with a minute left in the, in the third quarter, and they're down by five. And then they just – that was it. The Ohio State scored again. They couldn't come back. But they're a good football team. So, you know, they're still a team to be, to be – uh, be careful of, but they got to play Texas this week. And then, like I said, Stanford plays Oregon uh, at Oregon. So that's another game. That'll be uh, the eight o'clock game on ABC um, this week. And then here's the one that I really think is an under the radar game. Wisconsin coming off that loss to BYU um, where they miss a field goal uh, Mm -hmm. to tie the game and they lose by, by three. They have to play at Iowa this week. And Iowa yeah. is, I think, a sleeper in the Big Ten right now. I think you're right. I think you're right about Iowa. Um, Iowa's another one of those programs that's, that, that is uh, 
you know, they're, they're, they're a tough team. Um, they're always a tough team. It's difficult to play in Iowa, actually. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's a loud stadium, a kind of hostile environment. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, that's going to be really interesting. I'm going to be watching that one for sure. Yeah, um, and I think that'll kind of tell you what the rest of the season is going to look like for Wisconsin. Um, and if or maybe Iowa. that BYU – well, right, or in the other way for Iowa. I mean, maybe that BYU game was a fluke, but um, it'll be definitely a tough game. And then another Pac-12 game to kind of keep your eye on is that Arizona State-Washington game. So Washington's already got one loss, and they're – you know, them along with Stanford right now are the two teams that the Pac-12 is kind of hoping can make a run and get into the, the playoff. But you've got to get past Herm Edwards in Arizona State this, this weekend, and, and that's not going to be an easy game for, for Washington. Um, so that's another one to keep an eye on because – Yeah, I don't, I don't think – I don't buy Washington. I don't think they're – I think they're going to get upset here. Yeah, that, this, is my, uh, this is my upset pick for the week, I think. Herm Edwards steps up and the, uh, the Arizona state sun devils take out the Huskies. Um, man, we're not a very good show. We agree on too many things. That's okay. I'm sure there's going to be a time (laughs) during the season where we're not going to agree on something. Um, but I think the big story from last week that I just want to say real quick was LSU beating Auburn. Um, and then LSU jumps up in the polls to number um, – I think they move up to number six in the, uh, in the AP poll, which was uh, a big jump from. And, you know, LSU is going to be – yeah, they're number six in the AP and the coaches poll. Um, ahead of both Notre Dame and Penn State. Um, so they're – they're that uh, same LSU team that you're used to with that defense, and they're not going to score a lot of points. But they've got a much better quarterback, and uh, they're throwing the ball a little more, which I think LSU fans are happy about. Um, but they still got a good running game. They play solid defense, and they they just don't quit, man. They moved up six spots from last week, from number 12 to number six. So they're, they could be a big player and a big impact on this playoff picture because they got to play Georgia. They got to play Alabama. They got to play Mississippi state. Who's another team in the sec. That's sneaky. Um, don't sleep on LSU, man. They could put a, put a wrench in these spokes real quick for a lot of these other teams that are hoping to get in. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think like, I felt like there was a fair amount of shakeup in the top 10. And we, we talked earlier about, about uh, Notre Dame moving up and Penn State moving up quite a bit. Yeah, that, that uh, Auburn loss kind of shuffled everybody around a little bit. Wisconsin loss. Yeah, Wisconsin took a big nosedive. They went all the way back to 18. They were number six. They moved back 12 spots. Um, so some, some interesting games this week. Not a, not a great weekend of, of, you know, top 25 matchups, but there's some, some good matchups that can, can, you know, have implications in who's going to still be in the hunt for a, a playoff spot. But um, 
you know, it's still college football, man. You never know what can happen. So it's still going to be an exciting weekend. Um, yeah. Got your nine o'clock game Friday. Notre Dame's playing at noon on ABC against Wake Forest. Um, and then you and I will hopefully get together after that for some uh, some food and some beers, um, yes. which I'm looking forward to. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, both Penn State and Notre Dame win so that we're both in good moods. Because um, that's so. <laughs> that's 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 tough to uh, to venture out after your team loses um, loses on a on a Saturday or, or in your case on a Friday night. I would uh, <laughs> I would not want to be uh, in a social situation. I'd be like a, a hermit if Notre Dame were to lose on Saturday. But nonetheless, we'll, I'll be there either way. Um, so looking forward to the weekend for football yeah. and, and hanging out. And, um, man, anything else that you want to you wanna touch on here before we wrap it up? Uh, just, just one thing that I thought was interesting, that if I wait till next week, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, it's going to be off everybody's radar already. Uh, fan favorite Penn State kicker Sam Ficken just got signed to the Rams this week. Congratulations, I, I saw that. Sam. I did see yeah. that. Uh, yeah, good for him, man. Good. He he he's like a a little Cinderella story. He's freaking terrible <laughs> when, <laughs> when he started. <laughs> but but like he he was one of those guys that stuck around through all the sanctions and everything and. Uh, not not that he was like highly recruited or anything, um, you know. Uh, everybody knows of all of Penn State's recruiting woes and whatnot, and and uh, kicker was not uh, a place that they're that they're wasting on on recruiting. So right. uh, there was a lot of turmoil in the kicking game, but uh, he had he had a nice career. Um, turned out to be pretty solid uh, at the end of his time at Penn State, and and uh, good good work sticking around still in the game man so he he actually was signed with the rams on the 16th of april and then they waived him on the 31st of august and then they re-signed him on the 17th <laughs> what a roller coaster right. for him <laughs> yeah really i'm playing i'm not playing damn I, i'm back I'm playing i'm back <laughs> and along the same lines of that um Notre Dame's running back from last year, Josh Adams, uh, did not make the Eagles' active roster this year. He was placed. He he made the practice squad, but because they've had some injuries to some of their starting running backs, Darren Sproles and Jay Ajayi are both out this week. Um, Josh Adams has been activated onto the active roster this week for the Philadelphia Eagles. Who do those Eagles play this week? They've got the Colts, and Carson Wentz is back, baby. Ah, Pennsylvania. Yeah, we'll see, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully optimistic, but uh, it is Wentz. I do like him. I just don't want. I'm going to be nervous that every time someone hits somebody, he's going to get hurt. <sighs> um, and it's yeah, a whole other piece. I got a whole host of problems with the Steelers. I can be. Yeah, we we could talk, talk for another, another hour. hour about. Yeah, right. I know. Um, well, hey, man, let's wrap this up because I know you, you're a busy dude and uh, yeah. we all got things to do. But uh, 
as always. You got to take you got to take that kid to it. Is he playing football? Yeah, he's or... got we got football. We got football practice in about 20 minutes. Right. I got to leave, so All right. Um, do the thing with the thing. Go, we're go doing the, the football. I'm going to do the thing with the thing and then I'll see you uh see you Saturday, man. Good luck to Penn State and uh likewise. Hopefully Notre Saturday Dame can, hopefully Notre Dame can pull out a win again this week and hopefully it'll be a happy weekend for everyone. All right. Crack some brews on Saturday. Word. All right. Bye. Bye.